You are listening to the 90 Days Later podcast with Anna Charles, episode 57. Welcome to the 90 Days Later podcast where I show you how to stop over drinking in 90 days without missing out on life. If you're not an alcoholic but fed up with saying yes to a drink when you mean to say no, you're in the right place. Hi all and happy new year. I hope you all had a wonderful festive season and that 2023 has started well for you. First podcast of the year and today I want to talk about the concept of new year, new you. Now I have purposefully waited until after the 1st of January to do this episode and that was really to signal that I don't go in for any of that starting from day one malarkey. Right, now today's episode is going to be a little different. It's still going to contain practical content. You know me. There'll be some questions for you to ask yourself and some areas to dig in. But I also want to take today as an opportunity to have a conversation, um, have the conversation rather, about what's going on beyond alcohol. And that feels like such the right vibe for January because so much of my work isn't actually about the alcohol. Now here's the thing, when we're drinking, I like to think it was a bit like watching a concert with the volume turned down, right? We don't wanna, through alcohol, we drink alcohol because perhaps we don't wanna feel the bad stuff. It's a bit like at the concert, we don't want to listen to the songs we don't like so much. But also we won't feel the glory of all the best stuff in life in the same way that we'll miss the pleasure that comes from hearing your favorite songs because alcohol dulls things at both ends of the spectrum. I remember a few months ago, I went to a Focus concert. Focus was the name of the group, old Dutch group with my father. And I remember the moment when we were at the concert and they hadn't quite finished playing their current song, but they were mixing in the opening beats of a new song. And I knew then what was coming, right? It was full of anticipation, a heightened experience because the new song they were gonna play was my all-time fave of theirs. But here's the thing, I could only recognize the beat of that song because I was aware and present. I'd for sure have missed that if I was swimming in wine. Yes, I would have heard it eventually, but I was sort of on the ball. I was hearing it beats, bars or whatever it is, beats and beats and beats ahead. And when I talk about this concept, right, let's talk about this concept of alcohol blurring our experience on both ends of the spectrum, people will nod and say, yes, right? That makes sense. So why don't we take action from that perspective? And I'm gonna offer, it's because when you drink less or when you stop drinking entirely, that's the moment at which you actually come face to face with what I'll call what's left. And the what's left in this case in point is your life, right? You come face to face with the realization that this is your life, warts and all. The good stuff and the bad stuff and the stuff you don't want at all, all of it, it's your life. But what happens is, is that when we're drinking on a regular basis and we're dulling ourselves out to that, so much of that we don't see, right? We don't see how we've let ourselves down. We don't see who we've become. We don't see how we've fallen short. So here's what I want to start with when I ask you, how do you want that to look? How do you want your life to look? When you drop the alcohol, even if you just want to moderate and drink now and then, yeah, we're looking at, at your life without through the haze of, without through the fog of alcohol. What do you want to see? Who do you want to be? 
That is such a powerful question. Who do you want to be? Look at yourself in the mirror and ask yourself this question. Now, and you don't have to tell anyone the answer, right? This can be entirely between you and you. But I do encourage you to ask the question and then whatever you come up with, make sure that you like your answer, right? Because this is you and your life, your one life. Now, I did this back in the day, right? When I was still drinking more than I wanted to. And here's what I saw. I was a corporate girl, had a great job. I was vice president in a Fortune 500 company. I was responsible for a, a P&L of over $60 million. I had over 300 staff around the world reporting to me. And I enjoyed my job. I wasn't drinking to cope with it at all, not at all. And I had a, a, and continued to have a great family. I was well adjusted. You know, I was I was active and healthy. But really, the thing that kind of ground me down was I was more annoyed with myself than anything else. I hated how I couldn't seem to get my arms around this drinking thing. I hated the fact that every morning I would swear that's it until I'd get home and I'd be pouring my glass of white white wine a few hours later, and often before you know I even realised it. It was kind of like I was on some sort of treadmill and it wasn't even a treadmill that I wanted to be on. I, and I knew this would be a challenge, but I just knew that changing this part of my life, that would be the gateway to whole new Anna, right? But what I hadn't anticipated was actually how huge an impact it would have. I mean, I knew it would be big. I knew I would be gaining time and I would feel better and healthier and all those great things that you read about, right? Skin would be better and all the rest of it. But the impact, the overall impact on my life was just way, went way beyond my expectations. You know, if you think about, people talk about um, throwing a pebble into a lake and seeing, you know, the ripples that come out. This was like I'd lobbed a boulder <laughs> into the lake instead of a pebble, right? Because you see, I was my first client, and when I really got down to it and did the work around my relationship with alcohol, I found that it felt, you know, like I had revealed a big secret to myself after all those years, a secret that I hadn't known about myself. And that secret was really about my capability. And I'm going to tell you here straight of all my achievements in my life. And I will say there have been many, as I'm sure this is the case, same case for you. Changing my drinking is right up there. I mean, truly, it's right up there. It was the catalyst for so much in my life in these last these, these three or so years since I changed that. Because on the back of my drinking, of changing my drinking, I've launched and grown a business. Like something I never, ever anticipated doing all those days ago when I said, all right, I've just got to, I'm going to do this. And even more amazing I have a business in an area I love which is helping people like you to get freedom around alcohol and I have to tell you never in a million years had I anticipated that this would happen and it is so much fun and is so much sweeter than my corporate job it means so much this has enabled me to change how I live my life how my children see me how I see me and how I really see now that really anything is possible if I could go from really over drinking Premier Cru Chablis, then really anything is possible. 
right? Because that felt like such a repeated behavior that I had no control over. Even when I was taking responsibility, I, I just didn't feel that I, I would have the control to make that change. And that the change would be so easy, right? That I would live like today where I have truly zero desire for the white wine or for any alcohol, in fact. So when you've asked yourself who you want to be, I want you to sit with the answer and get curious. How do you feel at the idea of that future incarnation of you? Do you even believe it's possible or does it feel like some kind of pipe dream? Now, if this isn't the first time you've said new year, new you, why don't you have the life that you want now, right? What's been getting in your way? Have you been giving your excuses? Have you been giving yourself an easy out in any area of your life? For instance, do you say things like, well, I want to study for that course, but I'm a full-time mum, right? I want to drink two glasses of wine a week only, but my husband refuses to cut back. Or do you say, oh, my life is just so stressful. There's nothing I can do to change it, right? It's just, it's just the way it is. It's the way my job is. And, and I use drinking to cope with the stress. So that would be the first thing to spot. Where are you giving away your power? And then I want you to ask why. I mean, you might, as you go through listening to this podcast, you might want to jot, jot these questions down. In fact, you definitely want to jot these questions down and then go away and answer them. Do some brainstorming. And then I want you to ask, is this how you want to live? Are you going to live the life that you're in right now? Are you going to live the life that's handed to you? Are you gonna be the person who waits for your children to grow up, for your spouse to cut back on the wine too, or for your life to just somehow become less stressful before you decide to tackle your drinking? Or are you going to be the person who creates their life? The person who commits to themselves, takes care of themselves and has trust and faith in yourself? Are you gonna be the person who drops the excuses that rear their heads because yes, excuses will come. Are you the person who takes 100% responsibility for your life? Here's why this is so important. Because if you start taking full responsibility for you, for how you feel and for how you back yourself, then you will get authority over your actions in a very natural and flowing manner. No matter what your circumstances are, no matter your triggers or any temptation in your path. Because when you have this 100% responsibility for you, when you accept that, that's when you will see with crystal clear clarity that alcohol, my friend, has no power. None. As soon as you drop the narrative that you have unconsciously connected to it, things like alcohol makes me more likable, Alcohol makes me more outgoing. Other stories then, things like that you'll feel deprived if you're not joining in the drinks with everyone else. Those are the stories that are making the wine, the champagne, the gin, the whatever, powerful. But really the, content, the contents of the glass are truly meaningless. It's the story that you've been paying attention to. It's the story about what you've been making the drinking mean about what you're making the drinking mean about you as a person and what you're capable of. And I have to tell you, that was so key for me. And it's really when things started to shift and change when I saw what I was capable of. So I want you to look at your alcohol stories. 
Right? And this is the process I went through and I can well remember mine. Things like more is better, especially at New Year and other significant events, right? Wine makes me more confident. I believe that for years, especially in my big job. It's more fun after a couple of drinks. I used to believe that not drinking left me feeling deprived, right? See how passive that is. I am feeling deprived. I'm not not doing the creating of it that, you know, the alcohol is making me feel deprived. But here's the thing. You see, the reason I couldn't see that these were just stories was because I actually had a lot of evidence that they were true, right? Because I was more fun when I'd had a drink or two. I was more outgoing when I'd had some wine. And when I said no to a drink, I did feel deprived, absolutely. So in that moment, would I have believed that this was just, that these were all just stories I had created about me and alcohol that I had unconsciously created? Nope, not on your Nelly. And I'm pointing that out because this is what makes these stories so powerful. And this is why they matter more than the actual contents of your glass, because it's your stories that will keep you stuck. You will have your own. I've just listed some of mine right there. And I encourage you to really, you know, quiz yourself about your own. But what you need to remember is that even if you have, you know, a ton of stories right now, you are not wedded to them. So we again ask the questions, how do you want to show up for yourself? Who do you want to be in all areas of your life? Go for it. Write it down. How do you want to be? and pay attention to your answers. Now listen, if you're thinking, well, that sounds good, Anna. Sounds great, very logical, I get it. But I just really like the taste of Chablis or really like the taste of a lovely, deep red glass of wine. Or if you're thinking, well, I've just got no willpower. I could if I had more willpower. Or maybe you're thinking, I just come from a long line of drinkers, you understand, Anna. I still encourage you to think about this. In fact, I encourage you to think hard about this. And then we're gonna get to know who you are. So who will be your new you? Is it the person who can take or leave alcohol? Who can stop entirely or just drink now and then? That's the first level. But then I want you to go deeper. I want you to ask and explore, what will it mean to your life? to your relationships with your family, with your spouse, to your professional career, to the example you set your children, right? The change that you can make around alcohol. I want you to think about those other, those sort of other areas and elements in your life, like the ripples from the pebble being dropped into the lake. And then I want you to go deeper still. What type of person would this make you? What would you be able to achieve who will you be? What will you be achieving and what goals will you be setting? What is inevitable about what's possible for you in your future? I want you to really think about this and this might seem so closed off to you because you just have this impression and view of yourself in the present day but really let yourself go there. Let your imagination take you to where you want it to be to see it's possible. And then to ask, what if that were available to you in this moment, right now? And that is simply by acting as though you were already that person now. Start with these couple of ideas. Are you willing to stop assuming that you drink too much just because you love the taste of the wine? Ooh. 
Are you willing to stop assuming that the reason you struggle to say no is because you're lacking willpower or because you come from a family of drinkers? Are you going to be one of the people who hangs on to these kind of stories so tightly because right? it's part of who you are? Or are you willing to ask, are these stories serving me? And if they're not, know that you can just drop them. Yep, just like that. You don't need any evidence. You don't need anyone's approval or say so. You can just drop these stories if they're not serving you from one day to the next. And that is how you make a new year and a new you. Not by writing some New Year's resolutions that you forget by mid-January. Not even by a dry January that you grit your way through only to go right back to drinking in February. No, I mean really make this new year, new you. Because it's all about learning how to say yes to yourself. And we're not just talking here about saying no and fixating on don't drink, don't have this, don't have that. It's about saying yes to you and the you that you want to be. You need to know who that is first, right? You need to start exploring that before you can start taking action. This is about learning how to have a different relationship, not only with the urge to drink, but with all of your urges in life. It's about learning how to have a different relationship with the people in your life and the world around you. It's about putting yourself first. It's about backing yourself. It's about having a different relationship with you. And if you do that, it really is New Year, New You, 100% guaranteed. I feel so passionately about this, about the impact that changing your drinking will have on all areas of your life, about how you will feel about yourself, how capable you are, how unstoppable you are. Now listen, to me it's still, all this time later, it still feels like a miracle that I can live my life with a take it or leave it attitude to wine or champagne or pims or Southern Comfort, right? Those are all my faves. They mean nothing to me, which makes my life so much bigger than I could ever have imagined. I started the podcast by talking about how alcohol dulls your life at, at all levels of the spectrum from the good to the bad. Yeah, I have, there's just no limit. There's no limit on how I can feel and that is available to you. There is no need for you to feel stuck or scared around alcohol. There's no need for you to feel you've just got to do dry January, you've got to grit it and that the rest of your life is just going to be a bore, you know, and full of deprivation and so on. No, because you have you and you have me. I can teach you how to change your drinking, whether you want to drink less, occasionally or not at all. By working with me, you can say new year, new you, or new year, new me, if you're saying it. And for once to really believe it's possible. I mean, it really is. It's done. So what do you want to accomplish? Take that first step today. Apply to coach with me by booking a call at 90dayslater.co. There's a big blue button at the top of the page. This is the best gift you will give yourself all year. So that's it for this week. Happy New Year. Happy New You. And I'll see you next time. If you like what you're learning in the podcast and you want to take the work further and achieve total freedom around alcohol, let's talk. I help my clients stop reaching for that first glass of wine the moment 6pm rolls around and they don't miss out on life. And we do it in 90 days 
the effect is permanent. Email me for more information on anna at 90dayslater.co. And if you did enjoy the show, I'd really appreciate if you'd leave a rating and review to help others find the 90 Days Later podcast.